Hi guys, welcome back to the Gen Z Girl podcast. My name is Abby Aslan and I am the host. I am here today with my good friend, my... I don't like saying ex-roommate because that makes it sound a little like, like there's tea. <laughs> but like, no. Yeah, my ex-roommate from freshman year. We went to high school together. I thought I would interview her because she's a very uh, well-rounded, accomplished individual. And I thought it'd be oh a gosh. fun little podcast for you guys, especially because your major and stuff is just like different than a lot of people <laughs> I hang out with, a lot of people that... Um, I feel like I talk to and everything, so I think it'll be a cool, different, fresh perspective. And we are recording this literally on Christmas Eve Eve, Mm -hmm. so this is going up in like two weeks, I think. So all of our like goals, gratitude, all that stuff is probably going to be more (laughs) focused towards um, this week, but I guess I was just letting you guys know that for some reason. But (laughs) I let Amy Lee pick the quote for this week just because I've like been pre-recording all week and I've picked so many quotes and I feel like I'm starting to pick the same ones. So I'm going to let her introduce herself and then uh, share her quote that she picked with you guys. Hey guys, as Abby said, I am Amy Lee Marshall. I am 22 years old and I am also a senior at the University of Alabama. I'm a dual degree in marketing and news media with a minor in psychology. So yeah, it's a little different from (laughs) probably the norm. (laughs) Um, I did pick two quotes for today, actually. Um, One is kind of aligning with the start of 2020, which is just a great jump start for your year. And the other has to do with kind of the season of life that I found myself in this semester. So the first one is, before you begin 2020, recharge your passion, realign your vision, and reconnect with your purpose. Um, I think that kind of goes without even having to say anything because it's so important to really recharge, reset, and refocus before the year starts so you can really understand your why of doing things and what you're really working towards um, overall. So that's the first one. Second one is by Morgan Harper Nichols. And it's even though the wait is lasting longer than expected, you are still being directed right where you need to be. Um, That one is really applicable to my life. And I think a lot of people in general can relate because I think I found myself in such a season of waiting in a season of where do I go next what is supposed to happen in the future um where am I supposed to go and understanding that you although you can think about the future also sometimes realizing right where you are and working towards your goals right where you are is important too so love those quotes love that that was so good you're you're just a natural (laughs) truly (laughs) it's that news media background you know I didn't even think about that I'm like wow (laughs) she just like got this down okay I'm gonna go ahead and get into the goal and gratitude for the week and we're gonna both share ours so my goal for this week is to like actually make my new year's resolutions at like 2 a.m last night I was like I'm gonna go watch my new year's resolutions videos from 2018 2017 (laughs) And I was, like, sitting there and, like, first of all, just, like, critiquing myself to death. I'm like, good God, I can't believe this was a year ago. This is so embarrassing. And just, like, I don't know. It was just interesting. And I, I literally think I had, like, 20 resolutions last year. I'm like, <laughs> like are you check, okay? Check. <laughs> are you okay? Like, I do not – who in their right mind would make 20, 20 New Year's resolutions? And I think I only made 20 because I was, like, I, I was getting ready and talking about them. So yeah. I was, like, I need to fill the time. Yeah. But, like, that was just so stupid. And, like, I really need to, like, Whoa. limit myself. No, you're ambitious. That's okay. I mean, and yeah, but it's just like it's setting yourself up for failure because you're just like twenty, like, and they were like, like pretty like lofty goals. Like yeah. I was just like, what are you doing? And so I, I just can't do that again this year. So I really want to actually make them this year because I know that like I need to sit down and make them before I go out of town because I know once I'm out of town, mm-hmm. like I'm just gonna put it on the back burner and then I'm just never gonna make any. And yeah. that's just not how I want to start off the year because I actually like 
really like taking advantage of New Year's and everything to like restart. Um, kind of like as your quote said, and then yeah. my, I guess, wait, you go ahead and you do your goal before I do my goal. Yeah, too. like honestly, in line with that, is I'm world's worst because I will have this ex- not expectation for myself, but this goal for myself of I'm gonna sit here, I'm gonna make my resolutions for the year, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like second week of January, and I'm like still haven't done it yet. I'm off to a great start, Amy <laughs> Lee, like good job. Um, but my goal, I would say, is to just be more committed in general. So yeah. whether that be to my studies, whether that be to my workout habits, um, to whatever I'm involved with, just be more committed and not spread myself too thin. So really, it, I guess, be find things that I really want to do and then go 110% at those things yeah. instead of just a little bit of 50% of everything. I like that so a lot. That would be my main That's goal. A really good, really good goal. And I need to do that too. So (laughs) my gratitude for this week, I'm just grateful for all the blessings that like this year has brought. And despite like any challenges I faced or whatever, I'm still like super duper blessed. And um, last night, 2 a.m. watching my videos, I was like literally going through, I'm not the type to like go back and watch my stuff. I know a lot of people do that like kind of often to see like their growth and how they've changed. Mm -hmm. And I just like think it's kind of cringy. So like I avoid it. And so then last night I was just like, you know, I don't really want to watch anything in my subscription box. I'm just going to watch myself. And then I just like, I don't know. It was just cool seeing like all the different times throughout this year, like the different things I've gone through, but then also seeing like all the blessings that have like come my way throughout the year. So I'm just like really grateful for all of that. And I'm really grateful for fresh starts and new beginnings. But look at how far you've come, you know, like you've really have. I just remember like four years ago when we were just mere freshmen (laughs) and like look now it's, it's incredible. It literally like. I would go as far to say, like, even for both of us, it feels like it's just been, like, 10 years since freshman year, honestly. In a lot of ways, it does, because I feel like we're totally different human beings now. Yeah. And it's been incredible and so awe-inspiring to, like, watch you and watch you grow. Even though, like, you know, for the the few years, like, it was, like, from a distance. And now, like, here we are, and I'm just, like... We have come full circle and it's we been really like incredible. Like it is, it is been the awe. whole three sixty. Yes, yeah. it has been awe inspiring. Seriously, like Aww, I'm not even just saying you. that. It has been such an incredible just journey yeah. for me to watch your journey. So, so sweet. Thank but you. my gratitude is y'all. I'm just so happy to be home. Like being with my family, seeing Girl, my dog. tell them your story. <laughs> it has been a time. Um, so, Abby, I know that you've talked on Hurricane Michael yeah. for, you know, a, a little bit. Um, but uh, my family lost our house in the hurricane. I guess not lost it because it was still standing. Yeah. But <laughs> You got the foundation. But, That's but not like, it. A tree fell through. So we technically didn't, you know, whatever. So um, we have actually been out of our house for 13 months. And uh. we have moved... Oh, what was it like three or four times in between that span Bless and, your souls, and I have man. a very old dog yeah, and so moving her Louis. yeah Louie English bulldog she's old girl and we have had to move her everywhere we've gone so it has been a year of learning and growth yeah. and seriously just, we are back in our house that is the whole story for that we're back in our house for the first time in 13 months and it's been just incredible. I'm so back. happy y'all got in for like Thanksgiving and Christmas this year. <sighs> Me too. Like, it's so nice. It was so good. And you know, Thanksgiving is such a short break from right. college. And so then to be able to come back and actually have like, you know, a few yeah. weeks home, yeah. it just is great. It's oh, it's, it's really so been nice. incredible. So that's definitely my gratitude. Just simple as being home with my family. Yeah. So incredible. And y'all's house looks incredible too. <laughs> Mom did a great job. She should be an <laughs> interior designer. I kid you not. Yeah, she should. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and hop into the interview questions. We're kind of focusing this just like 
based off of college experience, um, working, internships, mm-hmm. career, and just kind of like personal questions, just because I feel like kind of doing the full circle with Amy Lee will be the best way to get the most valuable information for you guys across. So we will start off with like the college-based questions. So why don't you tell us what your favorite thing is about Alabama and what kind of made you choose it as a school? Ooh, okay. So this is kind of an interesting story. I was actually going to Auburn. Um, that I was, forgot. Yeah. I was, so, I was writing that question last night and I was like, mm-hmm. why did she go to Alabama? Yeah. I, like, I couldn't remember. No, no, honestly. So I, y'all are going to be so shook when I say this. I was actually getting, going to be in their engineering program and do biomedical <laughs> engineering. <laughs> um, obviously that did not happen. I went from STEM to communications, like literally real quick. So I was actually going to Auburn, um, in the same weekend that we went to visit Auburn, we drove to Tuscaloosa to visit Alabama and, I mean, as soon as I stepped on the campus, I was no, like... No, it's the classic oh, Alabama it story, yeah. It, it, it really is. It's like, oh, as soon as I saw the quad, it just <laughs> opened my eyes to a whole new world. No, I'm kidding. Um, but really, I just the people that I met, I didn't feel uncomfortable. Like, right. I felt at home. I was... Obviously, when you're a senior in high school and you're trying to make that decision... It's so scary because you're like, oh my gosh, I have to think about my future and like what the next four years look like. It's not just like, and you're alone. I mean, truthfully. So I really did. I remember the only picture I think that I got from that visit where I knew that I was going there is was on the Crimson Ride with the oh. Alabama no, with the Alabama like A and the uh-huh. seats and stuff. Yeah, that's the only picture I have. So I like really oh posted that with the Alabama A. My mom was like, "Let me get a picture of you," and so that's what I posted. And I was like, "So happy to announce that yeah. I will be go-, you know how commitment." You know. Yeah, oh, like, of course, like signing day. So like, funny. No, I'm just gonna be a student there. Um, so that was really why I chose Alabama. My favorite thing I would have to say. I love the tradition. I mean, there's so much Southern tradition wrapped up in just the culture of Alabama and it's just incredible to see and you know I never I mean I grew up a Florida State fan yeah. and though so yeah. to, to, go oh to, to go to an SEC school is so different yeah um, I wouldn't trade it for anything it's been the best four years yeah. truthfully I'm gonna cry like a baby <laughs> when oh, I'm man. driving out of Tuscaloosa Ooh. It's going to be a mess. Yeah, I don't want to think about that. No. That's, like, so true, though. I mean, SEC is, like, truly a different experience. Yes. Just, like, that big university feel. I just, I mean, I totally agree with you. Oh, though. my God. And, like, game days. I, people say game day in the South, and I'm like, game day in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, like, that's what you mean. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, like, that, like, that's what you mean by yeah. that. The quad is just, I don't know. You just have to experience it one time. Even if you're not an Alabama fan, you just have to go one oh, time. Oh, yeah. Like, the people I've brought to games who, like, are literally fans of other schools oh, and it's yeah. like this is the best game of my life I'm like yeah I know yes. <laughs> you're welcome it's so great and I live so I live in my sorority house this year so you know it's a little different yeah. experience but I will say game days when I literally hear the band will play right. Sweet Home Alabama or oh whatever gosh, yeah. and being woken up to that I'm just like oh, uh, I'm God bless the time it's incredible so mean oh my gosh okay so what made you choose your majors okay well like I said I was originally engineering um I actually did (laughs) tbt i did um play-by-play live tweeting for mosley baseball do you remember that yes okay so i did for our high school um i did like live tweet whatever Uh play-by-play for baseball so i was like oh 
I felt that could filter into sports broadcasting really nicely. Yeah. Um, so I originally wanted to be a sideline reporter, looked up to girls like Erin Andrews and Sam Ponder, mm-hmm. and I still do. I think they're incredible women. Um, and so that's why I really chose the news media route for me. I didn't choose a concentration in sports. That's because I didn't know. As I got more into my field, I was kind of like, okay, I don't know if I want to primarily focus on sports. It's a really hard industry to kind of break into sometimes. And I just didn't know if that's what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, so that's why I left it a little bit more broad and just did general news. Then um, <laughs> I know we're going to talk on internships later. <laughs> but um, after I did come back from my internship after my freshman year, I was like, Mm-mm. like, no, this is not, I don't think this is for me. Um, so that's when I actually went and... I added marketing as a second major. Mm-hmm. Well, thought it was going to be a second major. Um, my advisor said, you have the option between double major or dual degree. So being me. Wait, there's a difference? Yeah, dog. I didn't yeah, know you wrote like dual degree when I was like writing your about you. And I was like, why doesn't she just say double major? Because oh, <laughs> I, <makes> <laughs> I thought, okay, I, well, me being a sophomore, I was like, oh, it's the same thing. Like whatever. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, dual degree. That sounds swanky. Like, yeah. we'll just do that. Well, didn't know that it was 150 hours credit requirement. So it's like the both, you have to get the requirement from both majors. Uh-huh. So I'll graduate with a BA and a BS, basically. Okay. It, but because Well, I'm, that makes sense because there's two, yeah, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, so that's, um, wow. and that's why marketing came into the picture because I wanted a more business aspect of, yeah. of the whole gig. And that was, wow, did it, when I looked at my <laughs> degree works and I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> we got a while left. Yeah, I was like, all right. So really, I mean, I think when I looked at it, I could have graduated like spring or fall of my, spring of my sophomore year or fall of my junior yeah. year. Like really, really freaking early. And I was like, uh-uh. Let's tack this stuff yeah. on. That's how I was. I was like, nah, I'm milking yeah. this. <laughs> and especially because I didn't know if that's really what I, I didn't feel yeah. a calling to that anymore, to journalism anymore. And don't get me wrong. Like I love to write, would absolutely freelance. Like yeah. I, lo- I just love to do that. But I just didn't feel that like burning passion to like mm-hmm. keep doing it. And so that's when I was like, oh, yeah. Well, that's good you recognize that. <laughs> I need that. to stay here for a little while longer <laughs> and figure it out. Literally. I have a question here. <laughs> oh, no. I think I accidentally deleted part of it, and it just says... <laughs> it just says, do you have any advice? Oh, yeah, sister. I have a lot of advice. <laughs> I Wait, I'm so confused. I think I accidentally backspaced some of it like, in my backpack or something. So we're going <laughs> to skip that one because I honestly don't remember what it said. Fast forward. Okay, so what was the hardest part of adjusting to college for you? Oh, gosh. Uh, there's I, – I feel like there's so many things, but I feel like they can all be summarized with just one word, and I'm just going to say, like, transition. Yeah. Um, I think for me, and you can probably attest, is being an out-of-state student, um, especially at Alabama. I don't know if it's like this at other schools. Um, I'm sure it is. But I know coming from out of state and not really knowing a whole lot of people was so different for me because the culture was different, the way people dress was different. I mean, I look back at, this is so minute, but I look back at the t-shirts that I used to buy and I was like buying mediums and everyone wears like extra larges. And so now I'm like 2X, XL, like, (laughs) you know, like whatever. It looks like I'm not even wearing shorts underneath them. But that was so, I think that just... Not feeling like I have to fit in because I've, I've 
always kind of been one to not mold and go against the grain and that right. was hard like yeah. it was it was hard so to remain that person while also going to a school of like 40 something thousand yeah. students and being kind of thrown in this this different culture for so sure. i'm saying i that's probably the biggest i would agree with yeah. that for sure i think that going into especially I don't know even in Alabama I feel like the there is like a majority and like overarching dominant kind of culture yeah. I feel like yeah because I know like whenever I would go whenever I like visited Florida mm-hmm. like when I went spring break with Logan and like I yes. went to classes with her I was like this just doesn't even feel yes. like there is so there's much more I there is a lot more diversity there naturally but like just in, even in terms of style like yes. what people wear to class like I remember my freshman year, I was like, I have to, like, look this certain yeah. way. Like, <laughs> no. and it's a very, like, small, like, detail, something that really does not matter when you look at the big picture yeah, of but going like, when you're 18 yeah. and you're new. You're like, oh, you're... I gotta go buy all these new t-shirts. <laughs> no. Man, like, the mediums just don't work anymore. I need to cover up my shorts. <laughs> That's literally me. I'm like, how did I ever think that I could fit in this long term? I'm I like, know. what? I know. I literally was, like, going through my closet, just, like, with my parents, maybe, and I'm like... <laughs> putting all these shirts in like the good ball bag yeah my, mom, my mom's like those are mediums i'm like yeah you see what shirts I'm wearing? <laughs> yeah. I'm like mom we're in 2x now like i know and it's now it's not me. even to the point where it's like i'm trying to fit in it's like it is so uncomfortable to wear anything different me literally i'm so, like this is tight like look at me i'm like what size i went this to- is a dress yeah <laughs> this is a literal dress it is a sweatshirt dress and Dude, i'm wearing it with pants i went to the john mayer concert this summer and he had these shirts and uh-huh. i thought it'd be so ironic to wear at school because it literally says i got a big shirt and i'm oh my like gosh. that's like literally what it says on it and so i was thinking like oh no way that shirt is oversized I got a 2XL because I was like, oh, I oh need gosh. a big shirt. Yeah. Like, make the joke. Like, whatever. Okay, well, um, I could probably wear it as a dress. Like, yeah. no joke. T-shirt but dress. That, I mean, hey, that's what we do. I know. I guess it I'll is make, what it I guess is. I turn my mediums into a quilt or something. I mean, <laughs> Literally. Whatever. Um, okay, so is there anything you would change in college if you go if you could go back? This is always a tricky question um, because I believe everything that's happened happens because it's supposed to, mm-hmm. and it has all been such a learning experience and such such great life lessons that I've gained from every mistake and every wrong turn and every success and every failure. So I don't know if there's anything, like, major I would change. I'm trying to think if there's anything, like, school-related that I would yeah. change. I think I would be more... Um, <laughs> I would, I would remain more true to myself, Yeah, I would say. Um, and that was more, I'll speak more so like freshman year. And when we talked about, you know, the transition and adjusting, because I think there's a, I think there's a way that you can get off course a little bit. And I definitely w- got off course, yeah. I'll say. And I wasn't there for, I mean, I talked to you about it. I mean, I like, I wasn't there for the people that were around me that were closest to me. Um, I wasn't there for myself in a lot of ways, and I really tried to, like, fit in, yeah. truthfully, and um, I would probably go back and change that, but then, again, when I look back, I'm like, well, I needed to learn that the hard mm-hmm. way um, so that I knew not to make that mistake again, Yeah. In a, even in a different sense, so yes and no, I guess yeah. would be my answer. Yeah, for, for sure. I agree with you. I don't ever, like, want to say, like, oh, I'm going to go back and change this because yeah. it does happen for a reason, and I think that, like, especially freshman year, that whole um transition phase that's yeah. part that's like literally getting off course is part of that yeah so I mean it's, it's truly a learning experience and it can suck sometimes yeah, yeah <laughs> like, for sure. I think a lot of people don't talk about like I, I think on social media you can see that 
you know, freshman year is so great. Freshman year is incredible. And you no. see all your friends and you're like, they're having the time of their lives. Like, why am I not? And it's not reality. No. Like, let me tell you, there can be some really great times to be had in freshman year. But the overall, like, it's hard for everybody. And so truthfully, like, a PSA to everyone out there, if, like, you really are a freshman and you are struggling, like, don't think that you're alone. No. Because chances are we've all been Everyone's it. just, like, not talking about no. it. Honestly. <laughs> it's, like, so true. I was like, is this normal? Like, am I supposed to feel this way? Just, like, shutting my door going to bed at night. Like, <laughs> I know. Like, you just kind of, like, question yourself. You're, like, yeah. shutting your door. Like, is this normal? <laughs> I don't just, think like, so. Uh, yeah. It, it's totally okay if you're yeah. going through that. And it will get better. It, it will. Absolutely. And what do you think is the biggest lesson you've learned in college so far? Um... I think this really goes back to like being myself. I think being true to you um, through everything. Because I, I, and I think too, really big thing is recognizing that some friends are only for a season and that's okay. For sure. I used to feel that weight really heavy and I used to feel such a responsibility if, you know, I didn't talk to a friend as much or if I didn't hang out with a friend as much and um, no longer feeling that weight or like that. It was almost kind of like a guilt thing. It was like, what am I not doing as a friend? It's like not feeding to your, like, needs as a friendship. Mm -hmm. And I think when you start to realize, um, too, when you kind of start to stop to reach out to certain people that have stopped reaching out to you and you realize, like, oh, they're not really reaching out to me anymore, you're kind of like, oh, okay, so, like, this is where we're at. Um, And there's nothing wrong with that. And there doesn't need to be any harsh feelings. There doesn't need to be any anger. I think just really the realization that, like, that's okay. Like, you are for a season and you learn something, you take something from that relationship, and then you move forward. Yeah. That's probably my biggest lesson, yeah. Yeah, and then going off of that kind of, what what do you think is, like, your best piece of advice for making friends in college? Oh, uh, definitely be you. Like, I think in finding, this is one thing, too. This year has shown me so much as far as, like, finding people who encourage you but will also tell you when you're in the wrong. Yeah, like, Like keep it straight. Yes, like, that's huge. To find, it sounds so cliche, like, find your tribe. But, like, (laughs) seriously, like, find your community of people who are gonna uplift you but also when you're out of line they're like hey sister like bring it back bring it back and I found that seriously I was so blessed with two I met two people that I actually ended up living with my sophomore and junior year Mm -hmm. and I mean I didn't know anything about them like had no idea and I mean they turned out to be some of the most honest friends truthfully that I think what that was such a god thing like they were so placed in my life for a reason and I really think like prayer is huge part of it like I remember coming into this semester and I just like prayed I was like show me friendships that are not good for me Mm -hmm. and eliminate those friendships from my life but show me the ones that I need in my life and what is so interesting is I'm going to talk about (laughs) you for a second because seriously no 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 no, seriously because like when I was in prayer about that and it was such a semester long thing yeah and then you know we got closer this semester right and I'm like that is totally all God like straight up like he makes all things new and I thought that was just so incredible to see like so visibly at work and that was like one of the ones I could really see come to light Mm -hmm. and then once like I recognized that I like recognized more of the friendships that were like either going or coming or whatever and I just like welcomed that with open arms and Mm -hmm. even if it's someone that like I hadn't talked to or I never thought that would be like a friend it was so like inspiring to just be like wait they're in my life for a reason so what is that reason so I would say that's probably my biggest advice is find your community of people who are going to uplift you and encourage you yeah that's so important and like even just like a little backstory like Amy and I were like 
roommates freshman year but then it was like sophomore and junior year we didn't like yeah we like texted each other happy birthday and like maybe yeah. saw each other once <laughs> yeah so it was just like it was just kind of like a whole like both of us trying to like figure out our paths and find yeah, ourselves sure. I get very like isolated when I get in that kind of phase yeah. and I'm just kind of like you know in my zone and yeah. I'm kind of like putting my blinders on to like anyone mm-hmm. and I feel like after my freshman year I was just like so confused at like what was going on just like life in general I know and yeah. it was just so confusing and I was just like I hope this is where I'm supposed to be and trying to figure all of that out and then you know like senior year where we've like found our way back to each other yeah. so I think that's really interesting it's been incredible I know especially and I like, like love watching Abby like I mean I haven't <laughs> been like a sh- this just sounds so freaky but I haven't been like a, a I haven't been absent from Abby's life because I've obviously been watching her. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, I, like, always wonder. I'm, like, what people, like, watch? Yeah. Because, like, I find out in, like, the weirdest ways. Like, certain people from, like, high school who, like, watch my videos and yeah. like, oh. interesting. <laughs> like, I don't care, but I'm, like, interesting. Because, <laughs> like, I... You, like, never would have pegged that one. No. And, like, I, it's just funny yeah. because it's, like, I want... I wish I could... It's almost like I wish everybody, like, had a vlog, like, th- that it was not, yes. like, voluntary. And, like, they yes. just had to do it so I could, like, keep up with the same people. Exactly. In the same way that they keep up with me because it just, like, makes life easier I when know. things get hectic. Maybe we should all just make vlogs. And just be instant, <laughs> like, make Instagram casual again. Yes, please, <laughs> please. Okay, so what do you think is the best way to get involved in college? And you can kind of touch on, like, the things mm. you've been involved in and what you've enjoyed the most because I know that you've seriously been involved in so, so much <laughs> throughout the past four yeah. years. I have really done, I won't say, like, everything, oh, my gosh, there are some people that I swear dabble in everything, and, like, that is not me, so I don't want to give, like, a false um, perception of who I am, but I do, um, let's, I'm trying to think what I've really done on campus, so this year I was a writing mentor, and I did that my, I did that last year, too, Um, so that was really fun, you Mm -hmm. get to kind of read other people's writing, you get to really mentor them, but I like it even more, not even for the resume builder, which a lot of people will say is like, great, whatever, I do it because I think it's so inspiring to help people, especially with something that they're passionate about, so I had a lot of um, PR students come Mm -hmm. in this semester, which is funny, because I have to look at them and be like, listen, brother, I don't know anything about PR, so (laughs) I can help you with AP style all you want, but PR is not my thing, but it was really interesting to see what all these different classes are doing. Um, so I, we were in Delta Sigma Pi. Abby yeah. and I were in Delta Sigma Pi together. Um, that's the business fraternity on campus. I was the pledge educator for two semesters, which is not a job to be slept on. No. It is really involved. And I did not realize how involved it was. I also, so I was a Diamond Doll freshman year. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, forever. Wow. Yeah, ripped that, um, <laughs> honestly. So I, then after my freshman year, sophomore year, they discontinued that program. Really? Yeah. It was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. So I actually worked with the um, Alabama Athletics Marketing Department. Right. So I worked with them just as a volunteer for baseball my sophomore year. And then my junior year, I actually reached out to the front office at Alabama Baseball, and I was working with the re- recruiting coordinator, which was really cool because I got to kind of do some uh, front office work. And then this year, I've kind of dabbled with their um, like events coordinator almost. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget his specific. He's operations. That's what it is. Okay. Um, so I work with their operations, which is really neat. And, you know, that doesn't really ramp up until um like spring right. obviously of course um but that's been I've learned so much like through that and it's so cute because this girl is a freshman and she's now working with the front office and to see her I'm like oh my gosh yeah that's so cute <laughs> I'm like you have your whole life in front of you yeah. and I'm just like here because we met one of the guys when we were working an event and he was like 
oh, well, you're about out of here, but you've got a long time talking to the, the, the freshman. And I'm like, yeah, okay, don't remind yeah. me. Like, that kind of hurt my feelings. <laughs> um, I think the, my biggest piece of advice for getting involved on campus is really to find those outlets that you're passionate about and, like, pursue it. Because I promise you, like, there's something for everyone oh, on yeah. campus. I mean, I recently found out that um, IJM, so International Justice Mission, which I'm super, super passionate about the fight against human trafficking that's just been since since high school. Oh, yeah. And um, I recently found out they had a Bama chapter. And so I thought that was so, I'm like, I don't know. oh, yeah. well, hey, it's never too late to get no. involved. So, um, really, like I said, it's really never too late to get involved. It's never too early to get involved. Find what you love and, and find people who you want to do it with. For sure. Yeah. And I think that uh, another important thing to say along with that is, like, sometimes you'll, like, try something out and it's not for you. Oh. And don't let that be, like, your for stopping sure. point. That just needs to be your motivation to, like, keep trying. Yes. Yeah. Cause, 100%. Because there, I mean, I, you can probably attest that you've probably done things, I've done things mm-hmm. that we get involved in, and it really shines a light on... I don't want to do this yeah. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought I loved this and I don't think it's for me. So. For sure. For sure. We're going to go ahead and get into like the internships and career type of questions. We just have a few. Yay. But what have your internships and work experience been like throughout, I guess, college, I guess would be the best way to okay. put it. And your any tips you have for people trying to get internships. So I really got a shout out to my dad for this one because he has instilled in me probably the strongest work ethic. Um, and that all goes to him. I've I started working for him when I was probably in, I think, middle school, actually. I would wake up, and I would go to work with him at 7 Mm a.m. during the summer. 7 a.m. every morning. I'd work till noon, and that was just really teaching me responsibility. It wasn't like I was doing any hard labor, like nothing like that, but he really taught me what that looks like, Mm -hmm. and um, whatever I'm involved in, you know, give the 110%. You know, when you're working, you never know where it can take you, and, um, you know, put forth your best effort every day that you're on the job. So since college, um, my freshman year, I don't think I worked my freshman year. No, I didn't. My, but my semester, so my summer internship, I took an internship in Washington, D.C., and I was working in the United States House of Representatives as a congressional intern for um, the congressman from our district. Yeah. So, so it was Florida District 2. And it was just incredible. I mean, living in D.C., I was young, so I don't think that I could really appreciate it. And right. I put up a fight. Let me tell you guys, I did not want to go to D.C. Like, mm-hmm. I was so mad because I was like, oh, my gosh, my dad wants me to go to D.C. This is not what I want to do. Da-da-da. I don't want to go into politics. I don't want to do this, that, and the other. And I was just really in all seriousness like I was a brat about it (laughs) and I look back and I just like that was so terrible of me to not when I was there I think I realized how much he had done for me and how important that was for me to be there and honestly like the experience that I gained being there was second to none I mean Mm -hmm. I'm 18 years old I'm living in DC I'm working in the House of Representatives I mean you can't make that up you know and so then of course reflecting after the summer I was so thankful, and mm-hmm. I was so just like, Dad, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. I was really, really unthankful, and, like, I was really mean. Mm-hmm. But thank you for that opportunity, um, and it, it really was. It opened my eyes to a lot. I thought there for a while that I was going to go into politics, but through that experience, I did realize that I did not want to do journalism. Yeah. And here's – there is a, a specific story that goes along <laughs> with it, and it's because I was – 
we were so it was three interns in our office and I was the oldest one which is crazy because I'm like I was 18 and like one of them was a year younger than me so she was going into her freshman year of college and then the other one I was like oh so like what's your you know after you intern where are you going he's like oh I'm running for school board in my district I'm like you're running for school board like you're 18 and he's like wow yeah like I'm doing it so you were just surrounded by such ambitious Mm -hmm. people and it's contagious like truthfully so I came back with a totally different perspective after that, um, but we were we went to a congressional farmers market in the Library of Congress, and we were sitting on the steps of the Senate, and they had just I think this was during the whole healthcare debate, yes, so a lot yeah. was going on, and I just remember there was this journalist that was sitting outside. And these senators were coming out, and she was literally in her heels, like, running after uh-huh. them. And I'm like, uh-uh. Like, that's not me. <laughs> I'm like, that sounds so just, like, ridiculous that I would say that's the reason why. Right. But truthfully, I was like, I'm not I'm not running in my heels. Like, no. no. Like, that's not me. <laughs> like, no. So that's when I did come back to school sophomore year, and I was like, okay, marketing. Like, this yeah. is where I need to be. Yeah. So then after um, my sophomore year, going into my – yeah, I was going to junior year. That's crazy. I <laughs> took an intern. Wow. I took a uh, part-time like job game day. They were game day staff is what they called us, but it was kind of more of an internship if I do say so myself. But I worked with the Atlanta Braves. So I was an ambassador for their events team was like my official title. So we worked pre-game batting practice, post-game concerts, um, in-game seat visits, in-game, really anything in-game, anything yeah. that they needed us for, we were pretty much on call. So that's what I did that summer. And then this past summer, so after Hurricane Michael came through on October 10th of 2018, mm-hmm. I took an internship summer of 2019 with um, a government organization here in Panama City. And they were in charge of kind of like rebuilding Panama City, um, doing anything that they really can to help the community yeah. as far as morale goes, as far as rebuilding goes. Um, so I also got the city government experience as well. And then I, this semester (laughs) at school, I am working for Lululemon as an educator. So that's kind of my work experience. You have literally just like been around (laughs) the block. Like doing everything. When I like say it out loud, I'm just like, wow. I mean, that's like something to like pat yourself (laughs) on the back for to go through that many different. I mean, you've literally been in like sports and politics and retail like literally yes. everywhere <laughs> yes very different it's so crazy but it is really awesome and, and I think and like without that you don't find what you want to no. do and I'm not saying you have to freaking go to DC and enter no. in the U.S. house but I'm just just try different do, things yes, yeah because you don't know and I'm telling you working this semester at Lululemon has I has been incredible I mean I swore in high school I worked retail in high school and I was like never again where did you I went to Francesca's. Oh, I knew it. I was yeah. like, wait, where was it? It was but somewhere it was, like, it was so short of a time. It was. Yeah, it was, I it was that. like it was spring into like early summer and then I that forgot was about it. that, but yeah. I like remembered it at yeah, the same time. But I time. swore I was like never going into retail again. Like, oh, no, 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 no. And now like look at here I am. Like I'm yeah. loving, loving working at Lululemon. So That's so awesome. Yes, it is. And that's definitely like I feel like one of my biggest regrets with I mean, okay, I can't say it's a regret because I have done what I can, but like I, cause after my freshman year, you know, I was just like a cocktail server. I made a crap ton of money, yeah, but like it wasn't doing anything for me career wise, but, but it was good yeah. in the moment because that's what I needed. Exactly. And I needed to be home that summer, like with my mom having surgery yes. and stuff too. So it just made most, the most sense. And then like the next summer, I just, I've just always kind of done things that were almost 
on the path that everyone else is taking in my major. And I'm like, yeah. why didn't I ever just... I mean, even if yeah. it wasn't an internship, why didn't I ever just try to shadow someone else? That I Something that yeah. I, like, even remotely considered interesting. Yeah. Because I've always just stuck to the specific path that everyone does within my major. Yeah. And it's really, I feel like, especially in accounting and finance, it's really easy to just kind of, like, stay on that lane <laughs> yeah. when in reality like you can, yeah, you can yeah. literally take whatever turn you want. And yeah. it's just really easy to just stay on that track. So it's really awesome that you've been through all, but I think what's incredible is, like, you did make that money, but you also realize, like, this is not what I want to do. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so I think that's huge. And it all, you know, whether that's what you want to do or not what you want to do, it's all about the experience. For sure. And I think, and, I mean, you, your resume is incredible. I'm no, not even going to go into that. <laughs> Y'all, don't listen to Abby. She's no. incredible. She's great. Seriously, don't let her not so are you. think that about herself. So are you. And then I, I want to know, and I'm sure they want to know at this point, too, oh, after yeah. hearing your... Uh, go around (laughs) what your career goals are oh boy this is like the worst question because I'm like there's so many options right and I'm just like when there's so many choices it almost creates like a paralysis of uh, you don't know where to go you just freeze yeah Yeah, like seriously I was like talking to my professor this year about it and I'm like I don't know what to do I can do this I can do that and it's hard and I'm sure you can attest like you're so talented and you have so many options in front of you but it's choosing like I think I'm scared because once I feel like and this is so not true like I don't know why I think believe this in my mind but I feel like when I choose that one path that I'm gonna be locked on it forever yeah and it's not reality like if I if I get into a job and I'm like this isn't for me then I you can leave you can leave (laughs) and I just I guess that's so hard for me to comprehend because I'm like you always hear people like oh real life and they just stick for one job forever but like and we're just not quitters I think that's why yeah because we hate giving up and we hate accepting the defeat that it's not made for us and that we're not supposed to be there because we feel like we're letting other people down because I feel like it's a reflection of myself yeah and I'm like well if I quit the job and it's a reflection of I wasn't good enough or like I wasn't the best one for the job right and that's not what it is. Like, when it's, in reality, it's a job isn't for you. 100%. Yeah. And so so I will say my career goals right now is I would like to find a job that I'm passionate about and that is making a difference in the community as a whole. Um, that's always been my one of my main goals mm-hmm. is to make a difference and to always have a positive impact on people. And I want to be able to do that with my career path as well. Um, so I can't say, you know, oh, I want to go into one field or the other. Or I want to do this over that. I just know that there's like a bigger purpose beyond, you know, right. There's a bigger purpose that we're all made for. And that's what I want to work towards like right. in my career. So I know it's kind of a little bit of merry-go-round around the question, no. but I just, I really, you know, like when you feel something and you know that there's a plan out there, but you also know it's like, like, listen, my, this has been such a season, just like I said in the quote, of like waiting and patience and it has taught me like literally like surrendered perseverance into the future of like I know God holds my future and it's not mine to stress about and Mm -hmm. like I'm gonna put in my work here and then whatever happens and whatever his plan is for me is where I'm supposed to go yeah and like that's what I'm supposed to do and it's it's tough like it is not always easy because I mean for a long time I thought I was you know I was like, graduate school? Like, is that in the cards? Is that what I'm supposed to do? And so I put off studying for the GRE because, like, I didn't know. Yeah. I was like, I had no idea. Is this for me? Is this whatever? And so then I was like, well, I guess I probably need to register. Like, yeah. I'm running out of time. <laughs> so so I went out and took it, and I'm just, like, putting in, like I said, putting in my work and then seeing where that goes. And 
I mean, as Pastor Chris always says, like, you were made on purpose for a purpose with mm-hmm. a purpose. And I think that's so true. Um, and I'm just, like, waiting for that purpose and calling to, like, be revealed. Right. Yeah. Right. So. I think it's a really good answer. And then Thanks. going off of that, what, what, if you, okay, at this stage of life, what yeah, is your yeah. dream job? Oh, I really, really want to be a marketing director. Like, truthfully, I really want to focus on digital and social media marketing because mm-hmm. I feel like so much is going towards that way. Oh, for sure. But it's also so abstract. And I think that's why I find it so interesting is because there's no concrete to it. So there's, like, no concrete formula. There's no concrete this or that. It's, like, algorithms are always changing and Mm -hmm. what's in style is always changing and so it's kind of like you're moving with the times right and that's so inspiring to me and it's interesting to see even like retro 80s 70s like that come back almost right and truthfully if I had to guess now I'm not going to say this is my prediction but it kind of is with it being the 2020s I feel like 1920s yeah style and vibes are like about to come back like I really do like not and obviously like we're not gonna be walking around like flappers but I just feel like that time is gonna come back right it's gonna be really interesting to see how it comes back in the modern era but that's really what I would love to do I even tell people I would if it was in the cards I would work for Lululemon at a corporate position. That would be so incredible. <laughs> Wait, isn't there corporate in Canada? Oh, yeah. I would totally go to Vancouver. I have family in Canada. Like, not Vancouver, but... <laughs> yeah, it's, so their, their headquarters are in Vancouver, um, so it's only two hours from Seattle, which is also where I'm looking at jobs, ah, too. I know, right? I know. I'm trying to plan a trip there, so, like, maybe you'll oh just God. come along. Yes. Um, so, you know, I would I would totally do that. Like, wow. everything that I know about them and everything that I've learned just from the short, short, short time that I've been working there... Um, has it's been inspiring like honestly incredible you don't always get that from some corporate companies um and especially when you're kind of I mean Tuscaloosa the store is a pop-up right it's it's not a permanent store and I didn't expect it to be taken with the same importance as every other store and it absolutely is and it's so incredible I mean management is great and their corporate is great and so I'm just like I would love it yeah (laughs) that's so awesome I love that for you and where do you see yourself in five years? I hate this question, but I like asking it. <laughs> I know, because I, it's something different every time. Like, yeah. someone, someone will ask me, and I'll be like, I said a totally different answer two weeks ago. Yeah. So, um, I really want to move to a city. Uh-huh. I really want to live in a big city. And I'm not picky about what city that is, That's truthfully. That's good. It's good to be open. It's good and bad. Because yes, I'm yes. like, there's so many things that are out there to do. Uh-huh. Um, but I really want to move to a city. I, you know, I am looking at grad schools right now. Right. I have a dream program that I would love to be get accepted into um but it's a stretch school so not gonna go into that one right now but you know how that is yeah um so it is in new york so am i well you guys cannot i'll just tell you okay whatever it's, it's <laughs> i was like you just I, I, mean, I said new york so i mean what would be a stretch school in nyu hello <laughs> so um it's actually their master's of psychology and it's a concentration in social psychology and consumer right. behavior um it's literally a dream a dream so a, and then NYU is one of the only programs that does their concentration like that. And so... Well, that's, like, right exactly what you're looking at. it's literally in New York. And it's, I mean, hello. I mean, whatever. So if that's in the cards, it's in the cards. So I would say that I would really like to get my master's wherever... I can see myself living, but mm-hmm. like I said, if that's not, if that's not on the cards, it's not on the cards, and right. that's going to be okay, and I'm excited for whatever is to come, but five years, like I said, city, steady job, um, living my best life, and yeah. by best life, I just mean so content, 
and just everything that I'm doing. Yeah. And everything that life throws, like, finding the inner joy of everything and not, you know, your circumstances might make you unhappy or might make you sad one day or anxious, whatever, but having that underlining joy all the time I think is really my yeah I guess it's like my five-year goal almost yeah (laughs) that's good though that's really good and what job would you never do that's somewhat related to your major or dual degrees and why oh boy this is an interesting one you know I thought okay so when I originally saw this question my first response was I was gonna say an investigative journalist Uh because I was like just when you start getting into people's personal lives, it starts to get really touchy. And I'm like, I don't know if I could do that. But then I started thinking like, I don't know. What if you made some breakthrough? And then all of a sudden, there's like your big break. Like, that'd be kind of cool. But, oh, that's so hard. What would I never do? Because I would do weather too. Like, I was like trying to think of everything. That's so funny. I was trying to think of every possible scenario of like what I would never do. Oh, Okay. Oh. <laughs> Here it is. I don't think I would ever run the teleprompter. Oh, no, no, no. Never. <laughs> I did it one time. I took a class that was TV and radio performance, uh-huh. and I was the worst. I was oh, so bad, because you no. have to go, like, mm-hmm. how slow or how quick they speak, and then you've got to make sure everything's spelled right or, like, grammar's right. right. And, like, grammar when you're writing for a teleprompter script is so different than, I mean, everything yeah. has to be, like, sounded out. And so I'm like, no, <laughs> like it's not for me. I literally remember like so in not. middle school, we had like our morning oh, news yes. and like we rotated positions uh-huh. and I did that, I think seventh and eighth grade. And I remember doing the teleprompter and it yeah. was like typing it up and like, I don't yeah. even know why we even had that equipment when I was in seventh grade, but we did. That's pretty cool though. Yeah. It was really cool. Well and we had like a pretty solid team, but it's just like, I, I could totally see that being the just stress. a nightmare. Like, yeah. oh my God. Like, can you imagine if you were like on Good Morning America or something doing the teleprompter? Like, no, no, no. That would be so it's low. a no it's a no for me I'd be like you can find somebody else like <laughs> I no. quit. watch watch I'll say this and then I'll be like oh we have a position open we'll be a teleprompter like oh my god I'll be like yeah sure <laughs> on my way oh my gosh okay so going into more personal questions um I love asking this one to like pretty much everyone I have on here I want to know what your morning routine is like <laughs> this is funny because <laughs> as I touched on I live in my sorority house right. so my morning routine is a little different Um, This is the first time that I've shared a space with someone uh, in the same room. Right. So we're literally like four feet apart from one another. So it's very different. But I will say my, I don't know if it should be like my morning routine or my ideal morning routine. (laughs) Maybe I'll just give both. So my morning routine is really, I just like wake up. I got to be quiet because typically my roommate is usually still resting Uh or still sleeping. Um, and so keep the lights off. I'll st- usually, I try to stick in my earphones and like listen to a podcast or listen to music while I'm getting ready. Um, then I go downstairs. Well, I usually go to the bathroom, use, um, my witch hazel, which is oh, my love. <laughs> I love it. I like can't get enough of it. I use it all the time. Um, it's kind of embarrassing, but no. I love it. So, um, I go to the bathroom, use my witch hazel, splash my face with some water, um, put on my makeup, get ready. But I actually, so... One thing I do not use every day is I don't use, like, a foundation every day, Mm -hmm. but I use a tinted moisturizer with SPF. Yeah. And it's incredible because I use, use, like, um, Elta MD. Oh. Oh, it's incredible. Never even heard of it. (laughs) Okay, so I was having a really bad time with my, my nose kept, like, peeling. Yeah. It was the weirdest thing. And it wasn't like I wasn't getting sunburned. My skin wasn't dry. It was, like, 
my nose just kept peeling. Yeah. So I went to the dermatologist and she was like, you might be using harsh, like too harsh of like chemicals on your face Ooh. that's causing your nose to peel. And so she actually recommended Vanacream. Have you mm-hmm. heard of Vanacream? Yes, I have. Okay. So Vanacream for my face at night before I go to bed is like a moisturizer. And then in the morning, use Elta MD as just um, sunscreen, tinted, and a moisturizer. And I'm oh, like, perfect. it's literally perfect. It's incredible. So I use that. I put it on with a little brush, um, little, brush my eyebrows up usually, <laughs> put on some eyelash primer and some mascara, and that's typically it. I put in my hoops. That's like always. I always got <laughs> signature hoops. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Um, so do that. I usually don't do anything with my hair. It's typically up or in a blend. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. Walk downstairs, um, get breakfast. Typically, it's a blueberry muffin, real healthy, you know. <laughs> um, and then I'm usually out the door, and I head to class. So ideal morning routine simple. is a bit different. Um, of course. But, you know, that's the goal for – that's also a goal for 2020 is I yeah. really want to wake up and have my morning time. Um, I've That's when I'm most productive is I found at night it just – my brain mm-hmm. shuts off, and it's like it's that, that's it. So – Really want to do my devotional in the morning, my gratitude journal in the morning. Um, if I could read in the morning, even before class, that would be great. I mean, yeah. I don't start class until eleven next semester, so oh, I'm kind of so nice. like, kind of have some time. Oh my gosh! But yeah, I, know, I really did luck out like in a big way. But that's my morning routine. So it's not I too like not too interesting. Just very simple. Yeah, I really like that. So now, okay. Amy Lee has started recently. I don't know how to, I re, I described it on the Instagram story as repurposed yeah. bleach clothing. But that's pretty much okay. basically what it is. Yeah, so she recently started this and I'll let her, you know, plug it and kind of tell you guys about that and talk us through the process of, you know, like how you moved it from thought to plan to action. Okay. Absolutely. So obviously I have to shout out Abby again because I talked to you about the idea really like right. almost like initially. Well, not initially, but pretty early on. Um, and I just talked to you about, you know, plans and uh, inspiration and putting things in action. And guys, she's like the most inspiring person. Like she really Stop. influenced me. And she was like, no, seriously, you were like so encouraging. And you just it's so, I don't know, like you were the first person I think that really sat down and like, encouraged me in a not in a genuine well I mean yes in a genuine way but in a way that like almost wanted me to like take action it was yeah. like because you were like do it like you have to do it <laughs> um and so no seriously and so so I'll say so in high school I had my best friend her aunt actually started making like tattered tees mm-hmm. that's exactly what it was called it was called tattered tees and basically they were bleached distressed t-shirts that she would like cut and bleach and etc and I was just like that that is so cool. I love it. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember freshman year, I was bleaching shirts. Yeah, on the I remember Prez that. Sidewalk. Yeah. So I was actually bleaching a few shirts on the Prez sidewalk, and I initially made the Instagram account then mm-hmm. for I thought I was gonna you know launch into something and I would start making shirts and this that and the other and I just never had that nerve to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I just didn't. I was too nervous. I. Tried to get too logistical in a sense of I was like, well, how am I going to do it? How am I going to bleach the shirts? How am I going to do this, that, and the other? And that really stopped me. Just all the what ifs were just too overwhelming for me to even dive into what I wanted yeah. to do. And I, I and that's the thing. I think when something is placed on your heart or on your brain and it doesn't go away, there's a reason for that. For sure. And so like that's something to listen to. And I mean for what it's been like three years now that has been a constant thought in my Mm -hmm. head of uh you know oh like distressed clothes or like vintage clothes or like bleach whatever and that's when 
I sat down with you and then I actually talked to my friend Caroline um, and I talked to her and I, I mean, there's so many people that I could mention that I talked to about these plans and my ideas and they all listened and they were all encouraging yeah. and you know, here's the thing. It's great to have that community of people because you need that and that, that that's your initial like, yes, go for it. But you've got to have that confidence inside of you to be able to say, do it. Yeah. Um, so I actually went to, I can't remember if I went to Plato's first or if I went to America, American Thrift first. Um, but anyway, so I got a bunch of t-shirts together and flannels together and I literally went to my, so the girls that I had lived with my sophomore and junior year moved into a house this Mm -hmm. year and I was like can I use your backyard and they're like yeah totally no problem so I literally went and started bleaching clothes in their backyard and so then I like looked at the shirts and I was like man these are really cool looking like I like those a lot (laughs) and I kid you not so since I am living in my sorority house I don't have any room to Mm -hmm. put them anywhere Guys, I'm working out of the trunk of my car. Like, oh my goodness. no joke. Like, you can see those two crates right there. Yeah. That's, I work out of my car, like, straight up. So, I, once again, that was probably early in the semester. Like, early in the semester, I bleached the shirts for the first time, and I took them back to the house, and I was like, guys, look at my shirts, you know? Like, I think they're so cool. And I didn't really get the initial reaction that I thought I was going to have. Like, oh, man, like, that's so dope. Like, yeah, yeah go for it. I just kind of got a, oh, like, that's cool. And so I was discouraged. Like, yeah. to, like I'll call it like it is. Like, I was kind of discouraged. And I was thinking to myself, okay, maybe this wasn't the idea that I thought it was going to be. So I kind of put it on halt for a little bit, kind of sat on the idea. And then I went out and I took pictures of the shirts hanging on. They have like a back wall in their backyard. And I literally just took pictures of them hanging on the back wall on hangers. And I had them. I had edited them. I had done everything. And I still, the confidence was still not there. Mm -hmm. Like it was still like... I was still nervous. I was like, what are people going to think? People are going to think I'm a freak. Like, they're going to think that's so weird. Yeah. Like, all the, like all these thoughts were just running through my head, you know? And it's the total lies that we believe, you yeah. know? And, and lies that we convince ourselves of that hold us back from doing really some incredible things that we want to accomplish. And so I just remember it was like a Thursday, I think it was like a Thursday night or something. And I was like hanging out with Garrett. I was like, I'm posting. Like, I'm yeah. going to post the shirts. Like, I'm just going to do it. That's usually how it goes. Yeah. It's just like this whim of, like, spur, confidence that comes from nowhere. Complete you have spur, to run with it. Yes. Spur of the moment. And I was like, I don't know what's going to happen, but, like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I posted them. And I was like, okay. No <laughs> I was like, no one's responding. Like, no one's saying anything. And I just remember him being like, Amy, like, it's been five minutes. Like, relax. Like, it's fine. And so then I just remember people started reaching out to me. And the more people started reaching out to mm-hmm. me. And it was just like a chain reaction. And, of course, like, it was slow at first. And... I was so nervous. Like, I was still nervous. Like, I don't want you guys to think, like, oh, when you make that first step, like, the nervousness is over. It definitely was something, and still, that I'll say that I I still battle with. Like, yeah. even now, of where I'm kind of like, oh, okay, like, what are they going to think about this one? Oh, is this one not cool? Like, whatever. <laughs> because you are dealing with the opinions of others. And I think that's another thing to recognize is when you do post your stuff or whether it be a blog or a vlog or a podcast or merch or like whatever it is you do open yourself up to a lot of criticism and you do have to be prepared for that but at the same time like I want people to understand that most of the time when people are being critical I almost like feel sorry for them like my heart almost goes out for those people because I'm like you took five minutes out of your day to look at my stuff read my stuff watch my stuff whatever 
and then you want to spew hate. Like, yeah. it, I mean, I almost feel bad for you because it's like, you do you have that much time on your hands? Right. Because, so like, like, I don't. Like, <laughs> I, I don't. Um, and so I think that's where I have kind of gotten a place of that, of being like, there isn't going to be, like, not everyone's going to like what I do. And I know that. Not, m- maybe not everyone's going to like what I named the shirt. And right. guess what? Like, that's okay. Maybe not everyone's going to like what I put on my Instagram story. That's okay. Yeah. But I think it that goes back to being true to you and being true to who you are. And I think there's, like, even an underlying, an underpinning of, like, what bleach really means to me. And it's not even so much about, you know, the shirts and the flannels, which I love doing. But it's the recognition that each shirt comes out so uniquely. Yeah. And I think that's incredible. And each shirt is one of a kind. I mean, I couldn't duplicate it if I tried. And I think that go that relates to, to you and I and mm-hmm. to everyone else in the world is we are all so unique and we all serve a unique purpose and we are called for a unique purpose. I mean, yeah. truthfully, we're all called and put on this earth for a reason, but no, I mean, no two people are the same. And I just think that's beautiful. And that's why I look at the shirts and I mean, <laughs> I know it's like, you're like, yeah. oh, no, please, sure. you're like, it's beautiful. But I mean, <laughs> s- seriously, that's what I think to myself whenever, you know, I see a shirt come yeah. to fruition is I'm just like, Look at this idea that was originally I was so afraid and fear had just completely overcome. Mm-hmm. And now I can look at it and be like, look at what happened. And so I think that's an encouragement to anyone really who wants to put their stuff out there is to just recognize that there are critical people and that is a part of life. Yeah. But that's not something that should shy you away from what you want to do because your passion is so much bigger. And especially when you feel like it's on your heart and if it's a genuine calling that you have then like run with it because time is so short like just the realization I was like if I'm gonna do this like it needs to be now Mm -hmm. because when else am I gonna do it yeah and that was really what got me yeah for sure and what do you think like if you could just say like one thing that helped you overcome the fear of starting it the most because most of the questions I get as far as like pursuing passion goes is just Mm -hmm. like literally making that leap because I know the first time I talked to you about it I was like telling you make the freaking jump and now you're over the hill so it's funny is like I think at the time you didn't even know exactly what you were encouraging me no I had no idea what I was what I was talking to you about it was was, was definitely about more things because yeah I I told you like my idea of like Mm -hmm. I want to start a podcast and I want to talk and like I want to do this and that the other but I think this was the first step. Does that yeah. make sense? So yeah. I really think that looking back now, I can say that starting this and realizing that like I am capable yeah. has made me want to do more It things. gives you that courage and confidence yes. to branch out and do all the things that you've been wanting to do yes. for so long. And it yeah. really is beautiful. Like it, it is. And it's a beautiful to see in other people too. So I think my biggest piece of advice would be to not only believe in yourself because that's first and foremost like you've got to believe in what you're doing and you've got to believe in your mission so that other people believe yeah because people are very smart like yeah they can you know they like (laughs) sense it they can be like "Mm, no like no no." no. (laughs) yeah like you really truthfully you can and I think that first and foremost so believe in yourself um, and then second is really surrounding yourself with like-minded people who want to push you in the same way. Yeah. And I don't mean like-minded who have the same ideas as you or they believe the same things as you do. Yeah. I don't mean like that. I mean, in a sense of they want to push you mm-hmm. and see you succeed in the way that you dream for yourself that you want to succeed. I think that's important because if you're all, if you're only listening to those negative voices yeah. or those negative opinions, 
it'll, I mean, it'll ruin you. Like, straight you up. You won't get anywhere. No. And I, I'm a big fan of Gary V. Um, uh-huh. I don't know if you listen to Gary <laughs> yes. V. Oh, man. I listened to the Gary V podcast so much before I went and posted my first uh-huh. shirts. And he was like, I, I just remember, there was one episode, and I wish I could remember what it was. But I was like, he's going to come through this radio, and he's talking to me. Like, he's going <laughs> to punch me in the face. Like, he was punching me in the face with his words, I swear. And, he, I mean, he doesn't even know who I am. But, yeah. like, you know, I felt it. And I was like, yes. Like, he's he's literally talking to me. Yeah. Like, he's talking to me right now. And um, that was really – so finding those people, finding those outlets, and just realizing, like, don't listen to the negative talk or negative self-talk. Oh, my gosh. That's a, no. that's a topic for a whole other day. Yeah. But, like, negative self-talk, mm-mm. It'll – I mean, it really will ruin you. Oh, yeah, like, it will. And I've been there, guys. Like, I feel like I almost have, like, a, an authority that I can talk about this because – and you can too, because self talk, negative self talk in every aspect of life. Oh yeah. Like, I can sense myself. Even I mean, and it is not something like you overcome it and it never comes back. Like it is an everyday process. Yeah. Of you can look in the mirror, and there'll be sometimes where I look in the mirror and be like, Emily, what? Yeah. Baby girl, what are you doing? <laughs> like, this is not you. Yeah. I, I, mean, I totally feel that. Yeah, and so I think overcoming that, but finding that community of people who recognize that within you too. And it'll be like, hey, get up. Like, yeah. you got this. Like, you can do this. This is what you're about. This is what you're made for. This is, that's what it's about. Yeah, I hate the whole, like, cut people off, like, culture thing. But, like, genuinely and honestly, yeah. like, if there's anyone who is putting more energy into putting, bringing you down than building you up, yeah. they need to go. It's true. Like, they need to go. That was here. a thing, too, when I made my new Instagram, because mm-hmm. I just decided to do that. I had thought on it for a really long time, and I'm like is this the right thing to do? Like, should I do this? Like, is this a little too savage? And I'm like, it's a little savage, but like, I'm gonna do it anyways. <laughs> and that's because the self-awareness and the realization that for me, and I can only speak on me personally because it's different for every person, but social media is not always a good thing for no. me. Um, I get really caught up in the comparison of life and the comparison of, you know, and not even like a body image comparison. It's right. more of like a what people are doing comparison especially in this phase of life yes because I like see and it's great and I mean I'm so happy for people so I don't want people to think this is like not me being happy Mm -hmm. for people um it's just it's not always good for me mentally and so I have to look at that and think okay this this has to go yeah so I actually deleted my Instagram and started a brand new one um with I can be more choosy with who I follow yeah I am very aware of what content I consume mm-hmm. and realizing how it uh, impacts me personally and that was huge but I mean yeah the cutoff culture is real yeah but it, it's kind of it's, it's a little savage but at the same sometimes you got to be a little savage with your heart you guys yeah you have to do it you, you do <laughs> yeah I mean truly it's it's true and then I guess as with all the things um I guess you've said about like you know wanting to get into other areas and everything what yes. other ideas do you have besides bleach oh so glad you asked <laughs> no I'm kidding um so I really want to start writing again mm-hmm. um I did start a blog like sophomore year I think sophomore, yeah I think it was sophomore year um and I really enjoy like just writing about whatever and I think really getting back into that and it being much more it being less about who's reading how many people are reading what um what other people are gonna think and more about hey what do I feel like people need to hear yeah um what do I, what content do I feel like creating making it more about that than yeah. being worried about other people 
Um, sure. So that, and then I talked to you a little bit about, you know, a podcast. It makes me so excited. I really, guys, I really, really uh, want to start a you, podcast. It would be so good. I'm sure everyone's oh going to hear more of you after this. <laughs> I would love to start a podcast just because, so I love talking just mm-hmm. to people um, and learning their stories because I think everyone has such an interesting story to offer yeah. and no two, like no two backgrounds are the same. And that's fascinating to me. Um, and so, yeah, that would probably be another facet that I really want to get into. I would love to see Bleach grow into something, like, bigger than it is. Um, and also with a humanitarian vision tacked onto that, um, I really want to create it to be where I'm able, I'm in a financial position where I'm able to give a portion of the proceeds to either IJM mm-hmm. or the A21 campaign. Yeah. That's what I would love. That's a dream. That's a vision. Hopefully coming soon. We'll see. But that's, yeah. that's probably what the future looks like. It can happen. Like. It I can know. happen. You're right. You're right. Okay. So I'm skipping through a few because we definitely addressed a lot of these, I guess, as we were talking about it. But wow. I want to know what your top three favorite products are because I love this question so oh, much. Oh, man. Okay. So I was really thinking on this. And this is such a hard one for me because I like, okay, so like beauty or just any, any um, products? Honestly, if just whatever like comes to mind because it can be anything, but I know it's it tends to like focus towards but like us bleach wink wink i'm kidding kidding. um so i know i already talked on uh witch hazel i love 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 witch hazel i use the red what does it do oh my god like i I heard it i heard of it what does it do so so i have to be really cautious i have very sensitive skin it's probably like red right now like honestly so i have rosacea on Uh my skin um so it's not like terrible but i've had it since i was little Mm -hmm. um and it's been something that i've kind of had to deal with like throughout life and learn what kind of products work best and this is not a one-size-fits-all like I don't you know I mean I don't tell people what to put on their skin because I'm kind of like every every person's skin is different I can just suggest like what I use and so I use the witch hazel it's literally witch hazel brand and I use the rose petal scent Mm -hmm. and basically what is it's a natural astringent so it doesn't have any it's alcohol free um so it doesn't like it doesn't dry me out, yeah. but I use it in the morning to take off. So I use like Vanna cream. I usually try yeah. to use Vanna cream or some kind of moisturizer at night. I've really got into um, Mad Hippie Vitamin C Serum. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I haven't. But wow, it's great. Like educating me. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I'm very okay. So I have this app called Think Dirty. Have you ever heard of? No. Think Dirty? Uh, what? Oh my god. Okay, this is incredible. So <laughs> I'm gonna just pull it up because I got to show you. So I'm very cautious about like what is in the products that I use because uh-huh. I just some things react with my body differently than others. And so I found the vitamin C serum in Nashville, actually at a place called Two Old Hippies. So okay. it's Mad Hippie Vitamin C Serum. And I use it at night and it's great. Like I love it. Um, and then I'll wake up in the morning and I'll just use the witch hazel on a cotton ball usually. Yeah. And I'll just take it off and clean my face. It will usually take all the oil. I get really oily like mm-hmm. right here in my nose. Um, and so it'll just take the oil and it's great. So the Think Dirty app is, this is it. You literally just type in your product and it'll tell you what's in your product. So I use like... My life has changed. That's another... Okay, so that's another uh, thing for me. I use the native um, deodorant mm-hmm. because I, I love the native deodorant. Did it break you out at first? No, my, it broke I, me out. No, like, oh, did it really? all under my armpits. Like, it See, worked for two weeks like, and then I got a really bad rash and it, like, hurt. See, that's why I'm like, I can't tell everybody. Yeah, exactly. Okay, but, okay, I will say, you have to be careful when you shave. Yes. Because what I noticed is if I would shave and then I would immediately use it because I started shaving at night, so I wouldn't okay. use it and I would let my 
armpits kind of like a rest and then I would use it in the morning and it was fine but one thing that I did notice if I was to shave my armpits use it and then I was to sweat it would hurt like dickens like it would hurt so bad I'm telling my, my grandmother this is so yeah. bad I can't believe I just said that out loud <laughs> <laughs> oh my god real I, I literally just said it hurts like the dickens but it literally says every wow wait yeah. I am downloading that you have to so then it'll tell you, and you'll want to literally throw every product on your bathroom sink in the trash can. Stop. I swear. That scares me. No, I swear, because you read about what some of the, like, chemicals that are in your oh products, and you're like, I put this on my body, like, yeah. garden. And so I use that, and I'll go into Target, and you can scan the barcode, too. And oh, it'll just, like, shoot. Pull it up. Yeah, it's incredible. It's the best app, I swear. Wait, this I, is incredible. I think I saw it on, like, Free People, honestly, on their Instagram I feel story. like I've heard of it, but I had never heard the name. Yeah. I've, like, seen screenshots of the app on, like, Twitter or something yes. like that. Okay, well, it'll change your life. Because it sounds familiar. Okay, and I'm honestly, it'll that. make you almost, like, psycho when you go into the store. Yeah. Because you're like, I need to look this I up. I mean, I, I already look up reviews before I yeah. buy anything. Like, I will be in the store and I'll just, like, even if, it, honestly, this is really embarrassing, but sometimes it'll be food in Target. Because no, yeah. Because review food. Oh, for sure. So it's weird. And I'll just, like, look it up if I haven't tried yeah. it. Just, just to see. And if I there's don't... not not any reviews on it sometimes I buy it anyways but like yeah most things I do not buy without thoroughly researching so I don't blame you that's how it should be but you will love that app I swear so you listeners at home get the thing 30 app because it works yeah I literally just installed it and I want to know what your favorite thing like for self-care is like your favorite form of it or like what you do maybe the most for it I don't know um Gratitude has changed my life. Yeah. I'm not perfect at it. I'm not the best at it, but I did. So in the start of December, I think is when I first started actually writing down my gratitude for the day. And something so simple is like, I'm grateful that there's sunshine outside yeah. and just really putting life the into perspective. Things, yeah. Yes. And so what I started doing to kind of make it like fun is I actually have my I think I have it right here. Aww. I actually changed, so I add pictures now. Wait. Yeah, isn't that so cool? This is so cute. So I have a little sprocket, an HP sprocket that uh-huh. I got for Christmas a few years ago. And I was like, what a perfect use. And so my, wow. I will take a picture of what I'm grateful for and I will print it out just so easy. And I'll actually put it because, you know, they print out stickers. And so I'll just stick it in uh, my gratitude journal and I'll write a Wait, little something so about cute. it. Wait, that's so cute. It just makes it fun. Yeah. You know? And, and like, like to have that to look back on. That's yeah. like super visual and everything. Exactly. So that is probably one thing that I really, I need to get better at. And that's one of my goals that I need to get better at for um, 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really changed my perspective on a lot of things. And then time alone. Um, I think everyone really needs time alone. Oh, yeah. And they need to learn how to get comfortable with being alone. Um, I used to, I've gone through waves. Like I've yeah. gone through seasons of like where I'm really good with being alone and then I'm not so good with being alone. And yeah. Then, but it really is so important to just like get comfortable with yourself and like get comfortable with your thoughts too. Um, give you a, a good time to self reflect. And I think that's one of my, you know, and even if it's not like, you don't have to sit there and like meditate, but like I will sit in my room and like I was wrapping presents for, I mean, we're almost at Christmas. So I was wrapping presents for Christmas and I was just in my room by myself and it just gave me a time to just like breathe where yeah. like, you don't feel like you have to entertain anyone. You don't have to talk. It's just kind of like you and what you're doing. So I really think that's important. I really find a lot of like meditation almost like yeah. in, when I'm driving like in my car when I'm by myself yeah. and I just kind of can sit there and I can listen to my music it's really therapeutic I agree. and um that's important 
So. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Okay, so now these are like the questions from Instagram. <laughs> Yay! So if you guys aren't following the Gen Z Girl podcast Instagram, you should do so so you can participate. You should definitely do so. And we're just going to do three since, you know, we talk for forever, oh, but it's totally so fine. So sorry. I like, I like the long podcast. I am long-winded. I apologize. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. I think it's better to be than to just be <laughs> very blunt and short. So, um... Someone asked if you joined a sorority, which you already touched base on, obviously. I but did. How did that change your experience? Okay, so I should I say what sorority? I guess I can yeah. say. Okay, so I am an Alpha Gamma Delta at Alabama. It was very different um, for me. I backstory did not at all want to be in a sorority. Actually, I put up a fight with my parents and mostly my dad, and I was like. I'm not gonna join a sorority. I'm not a sorority girl. That's not who I am. <laughs> da, 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 da. Um, well, my dad basically pulled the ultimatum and was like, "Well, I'm not, you know, paying for you to go to college out of state unless you join a sorority." And I was uh-huh. like, "Wow, okay, that's kind of weird." I tell a lot of people that story, and they're like, "I'm really surprised that, like, coming from your father, yeah, <laughs> that he would say that." Um, his main concern was me going to a large university, not knowing many people. Um, and wanting me to get connected quickly. And so I will say that it did create that for me freshman year, um, in a sense of I had somewhere to go eat. I had, you know, people to, I mean, I think I went to like one or two swaps. Like it was, you know, I didn't, I did. That's not me. I still don't really do the whole date party thing. Oh, that's a lot of people's like thing. And that's great. Um, but I think what's important to know is that if that's not you, don't feel like that has to be you. Yeah. Um, don't feel like you have to go out because your other friends are going out. Don't feel like you have to go to date parties and take a date. That was a big thing. I think a lot of people feel this pressure to take a date and I'm like, you don't have to take a date. Like I went alone with some of my friends to a few of them. Yeah. And then I look back on this year and I'm like, I'm a senior and I've gone to literally two. (laughs) So that's that. Um, but it changed my perspective really freshman year. Um, as far as having a community of people, but I will say that it doesn't have to shape your college experience. It's not required for you to join a sorority and you don't have to have a good college experience to be in a sorority. Yeah. Um, it does have perks, but I mean like, like you get some t-shirts, that's cool. (laughs) I mean, I like that, I guess, but then I'm like, I'm not going to pay for a shirt. (laughs) I'm like, on my old age, I'm really getting, I'm really getting into it. Um, but I will say that you can make the most of your situation by what you put into it. Um, and that goes for anything in life. So what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it and don't find your identity in a house or in an organization because your identity is so much larger than that and it doesn't define you what organization or house that you're a part of. And I see that as a lot um, with a lot of younger girls is they find so much um, of themselves in a house and it just... You guys, y'all were created for so much more than that. Yeah. And that, you know, don't don't let that define you. Don't let that stop you. And don't feel like you have to be a part of a sorority to have a good college experience. Yeah. That's really good advice. Okay, so this one's funny. And I think I... Oh, no. I, I like, thought of one instantly. And it's more just, like, a funny memory. But, like, <laughs> someone nervous. asked what your favorite memory with me is, which we've known each other. I feel like we didn't really get close till probably late sophomore, early junior year of uh, oh, high college. school. High school, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what, what's been your oh. favorite memory throughout the years or, like, the first one that, like, comes to mind that's most prominent? Abby, I have such a terrible memory. Like, you know this. <laughs> I want to hear yours. Okay, you know what I was thinking of? Oh, no. Um, I think it was <laughs> we were tubing behind your house. Oh, no. 
And I, I think, forgot about that. I think Harris, your cousin, was yes. driving it. Yes, what, probably. Yeah, okay. So he I mean, was driving on a jet ski. Oh, no. And we were tubing. And <laughs> Amy Lee and I, like, freaking i mean like this was like very intense tubing and oh yeah like we like tube jump like we yeah. have two do we have two tubes that day or just one? Well, i think we did but not at the moment okay, okay. Or maybe we did at the moment and you and i were on one of them and that's why it that's was so bad possible because the other one could have been flying yes and like literally like <laughs> we flew off like our bodies absolutely pretzeled together <laughs> yes. in midair Emily's bottoms <laughs> completely ripped. My toenail came off. Yeah. Like, it was so intense. And that's more of, like, my funniest memory. But, like, my favorite, it Tragic. would probably, I would honestly just say, like, the senior year, like, coming here on, like, the Friday evenings, like, after the football game, high school oh, football yeah. games and staying here. Like, that was always, and that was more yeah. than just you and me, but, like, that was, like, very fun, I yeah. feel like, and just definitely a big part of yeah. our senior year. And I definitely, I think, going back to that, is I, I never wanted anyone to ever feel, like, left out. Yeah. And so that's why I feel like I would just in, open, it was, like, yeah. such an open, open invite. Open the door, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, like, whoever wants to come stay, like, and that's how my parents have always been. They're always, like, oh, the more the merrier, the yeah. more the merrier. Um, I, okay, so I would have to say that, you know what? Oh, my God. This is, like, I cringe at myself every time <laughs> I think about this story. Okay, so... So, backstory, Abby, me, and Macy were all roommates. Because, uh-huh. I mean, we were talking about you and I, but we didn't, yeah. really, we didn't really talk about Macy. She was our roommate, too. Yeah. Obviously. Um, and so, we, the roommate that was supposed to live with us, move in with us, I guess texted us, like, the day before our move-in or the yeah. day of or something and told us she wasn't coming to Alabama anymore. So, we just had, like, this open room. It was just the three of us. It was, I mean, it was pretty chill. Like, we loved it. Well, I just remember we get this email from the university, like, halfway through this fall semester and they're like oh you're getting a roommate like she'll be moved in whatever and so all of a sudden we're like i forget we were going to dinner i think Uh it was like the three of us and we see this girl moving with this giant move-in box and we're like hey like are you our new roommate like oh this is our room like we're going to dinner do you want to come and i just remember she was like and it was cindy so we're all friends we're still friends now and i just remember she was like um, no thanks. I'm good. And we're like, okay. So the three of us like walked off and I just remember like us start, we looked at each one another and just like started laughing and we were like, did I really just do, yeah, that happened. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And we, we just got rejected. Like, yeah. I was like, okay, that's awkward. I just remember that. That's so like prevalent in my mind. I don't uh-huh. know why that's the Just memory. like one of the things. Yes. And then my favorite, so that's just like one of the ones that like make me laugh. But I think my favorite has been to see where you and I are at now. Yeah. Like, in our friendship. And I think, like, I mean, we've already touched on this. Like, two totally different places than we were. And, like, mental headspaces, I'll say. Yeah. Like, than we were freshman year. And that's, like, so important. And to see where we are now. I don't know. It's just, like, I could go on. I could rant about it for forever. But really, like, it's great. Yeah. No, it really is. that's That's, like, my favorite to see. I mean... Yeah, to see how it's just come full circle and yes. like come back to this. Like, yes. it's really great. It's really great. I know. Okay, so we've been talking. You. I know. Same. We've been talking for so long, but I want to give Amy Lee an opportunity to plug whatever you want to plug. So oh, okay. go ahead and do that. <laughs> okay. So, you guys, I am Amy Lee Marshall. Um, did create my new Instagram account. So, if you come across and it says I've got like 100 followers, don't be scared. That is me. <laughs> um, it's Amy Lee, L E I G H dot Marshall. And then, guys, if you're not following Bleached already, you got to go check it out. Yes. Um, it's at underscore Bleach, B-L-E-A-C-H. 
H and then a period and then a D. Yeah. So, you know, trying to get all aesthetically pleasing up in there. Oh, yeah. And definitely go check out um, Bleached. I mean, you can check out her Instagram too, but I have one of the shirts and I freaking love it. And um, you guys, I know, um, and keep things very affordable. So, like, I try. I I, I, I try to recognize that we are college students and we're yeah. on a budget and, and truthfully you can't get too pricey. I've right. had some people that are like, you need to raise your prices. You need to raise your prices. And I'm like, I, it's just, I have to think about yeah. who, who maybe really, later, but I mean like right now it's, it works, you that's, know, like you're selling stuff. So it works. Yeah. And all of my, you know, all the shirts are vintage shirts, which I think is interesting too, because yeah. I'm kind of giving, you know, it's like recycled clothing. And right. I think that's awesome because you're giving a new home to an old shirt. And For I think sure. that's cute. So, yeah. but also you guys, give Abby some love she's incredible (laughs) I really cannot I can brag on her all day I think she's an incredible person um and really just like living out her purpose and I think that's great and I love to see that and um you just guys keep showing her some encouragement and some love thank you and thank you so much for coming on here and you guys um I'll definitely like if she whenever she gets around the starting podcast hopefully I can (gasps) let you guys know because I know y'all want to hear it and everything but thank you guys so much for listening and I will see you guys or talk to you guys next week (laughs) bye guys